This is episode number 373 with my handsome husband, Nick Broadhurst, and me. The Melissa Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. Today, Nick and I are sharing the most special and precious news that we are pregnant, and I cannot wait for you to hear this raw and incredibly vulnerable episode. We cover so much about our conscious conception and pregnancy journey so far, and oh boy, what a journey it has been. I just want to dive straight into this episode, but before we do, a quick disclaimer that everything shared in this episode is for entertainment purposes only. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Please consult your own holistic physician for any medical issues that you may be having. And for everything that Nick and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes and that's over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 373. And don't forget to head on over there because there's so many goodies and the video where we announce that we are pregnant. So if you haven't seen that, you are going to want to watch it because it's so beautiful. And don't forget to take your tissues because it's a tearjerker, that's for sure. And now, without further ado, let's dive into the most sacred and precious episode I have ever done with my beautiful husband, Nick Broadhurst. Guess what? What? We're pregnant! We have been bursting to record this episode, and at the time of recording it, We are almost 17 weeks, so we have been keeping this a little secret for 17 weeks, which has been so tricky. We've just wanted to really soak it up and be present with it and share it with our family and friends, and it's been so beautiful. It's been such an amazing journey so far. We are so excited to share with you today the preconception journey, our conscious conception journey, and pregnancy up until this date. So we're going to dive right in. But if you haven't already watched our video that we shared the news where we actually find out we're pregnant, I'll link to it in the show notes, but go and watch that because it's so good. Hey. Yeah. And also when we filmed that, it was very spontaneous. You know, we just set the phone up and recorded it. Didn't think we'd actually show it publicly as such. We just wanted to capture the moment for the baby and and for us and maybe family. But Watching it back, we thought, you know what? It's such a beautiful moment. It's so raw in our pajamas. Like, <laughs> it's really raw, but it's really, it's beautiful. It's special. And we thought, if we can't celebrate and show that, like, what can we celebrate? I mean, it's like the ultimate thing is celebrating life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so beautiful. So go and watch that video if you haven't already. It's so good. But let's take it from the top. 
Let's chat about preconception and everything we did leading up to our conscious conception. So I just wanted to first say that as soon as Nick and I got together, which was November 2013, we went to a naturopath and we said, one day we want to have babies. So can you help us get into the best shape that we possibly can? And she did a whole bunch of tests. And for years, we were optimizing. For years, we were in trimester zero, which is what one of our good friends, Dr. Afruz Demiri, who's been on the podcast, I'll link to that in the show notes. She calls it trimester zero. And she says that unless you're pregnant, you're always in trimester zero. And you should always be treating your body like you're in trimester zero because there's the oopsie doops babies that happen without the planning for a lot of women. That's happened to a lot of my friends. They weren't planning and then, oops, the baby's there. So treat your body like you are always in trimester zero. I sort of feel like that comes back to something I've spoken about as well, where I like to think of myself as an elite athlete. So how would an elite athlete invest in their own health and their wellness and their body? I think it's the same thing for women, right? Trimester zero is essentially like being in the absolute tip-top shape. Because I mean, I want to always feel like from a health perspective, fitness, flexibility, strength, that I can do absolutely anything that comes along my way. And I think that is the same for women. You want to be in the absolute best shape like an elite athlete. And ladies, this isn't just for you. It takes two to tango. It takes two to create a baby. And you do need to make sure that your partner is in the best shape of their life as well. I think a lot of the mitochondrial health comes from the sperm and mitochondria being so important, of course, because that's the energy system of the body, the baby's body. So, you know, it's been a journey, hey? It's been a huge journey. So even though we got together in November 2013, we weren't wanting to have babies then. We were both very focused on our career and we wanted to do so many things with our career. But we spent years optimizing both of our bodies, knowing that one day we would want to make a baby together. And then during that time, before I met Nick, I never really thought about children. I wasn't one of those girls that was like, I can't wait to get married and have babies. I never dreamt about my wedding. I was just not one of those women. And I have friends that were like when they're in high school, that's all they wanted to do was get married and have babies and be a mama. I didn't have that. And so I kind of thought, am I going to do this? Like maybe I'm just going to focus on my career. Like maybe I'm not going to have babies. And I actually contacted and spoke to a lot of entrepreneurial women that I admire. And I said to them, you know, they had not had children. And I said to them, you know, why did you choose not to have babies? So I was really investigating why some women want to have children and why some women choose not to. And that flick had not gone off within me. But when I met Nick, I knew that one day we would have babies. And years went by and we were optimizing. And then literally, I think it was October 2018. I woke up one day. This was when we lived in our other house. I woke up one day, I rolled over, I turned to him and I said, I'm ready. Mm, I remember. I'm ready. And it was literally like 
a flick. What was the change? What? I have no idea. It just happened. It just like this maternal flick went off inside me. And I was like, I'm ready. I want to have kids. I'm ready. I'm ready. And we decided that we weren't going to start until January 2019. So we used October, November, and December to optimize even more and just make sure we were in the tip-top shape, that the best shape that we possibly could be. Do you think that, just an interesting thought, do you think that, for example, I've spoken about when I went plant-based because I woke up one morning and just literally could not handle the thought of animal products. It was the most weird thing. And similarly for you, you woke up and were like, I want to be a mum now. Do you think it's a maternal thing kicking in? Or is there something astrological, fate, something going on way beyond us, more than just a physical, chemical, maternal thing kicking in? What do you think? All of the above. Because it's interesting, when we first met, we did some Jyotish astrology which is Vedic astrology. It's different to the Western astrology. We actually spoke to Laura Plum this morning to tell her that we're pregnant, which was super exciting, and Barbara Ram. And it was 2014 where Laura literally said to us, based on our Vedic astrology charts, that the window would open up to us in September 2019. She also knows the sex. She told us the sex, which... And we actually know the sex. And she was right. She was right. And we're going to be revealing that. Very soon. Very soon in an amazing video. I can't <laughs> wait for you guys to see it. But she said the same thing as Dr. Suhash Kasirsaga, who was also on your show. He said the same amount of time around the end of 2019. He also said the same sex. And he also did Vedic astrology, which is super interesting, right? I forgot about all of that. Yeah. So that was not on my radar. Like I wasn't thinking, oh, that time. I sort of knew that the whole time. And I've got it recorded, the original recording from Laura. So I, I don't know whether, because I knew that, maybe I was <laughs> blocking something. I don't know. But I always had that in the back of my mind. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think definitely all of the above and, you know, alignment. I feel like your body, yeah, d- definitely has to be in alignment. Your soul has to be in alignment, everything. So going back to October 2018, that flick went off within me. And then you and I had the conversation and we said, cool, let's do it in January. Mm -hmm. And we had moved into our beautiful new home that we're in right now. And we thought this would be amazing. It's the new year and new home, like we're settled. It was so beautiful. And then we did it in January, very consciously. We had a beautiful ceremony. We were meditating beforehand. We did a beautiful hand on heart. It was so gorgeous. Our connection was really beautiful. You know, there was music and oils diffusing and the moonlight coming in. Like it was beautiful. And we said a prayer and afterwards we, you know, connected and breathed together. It was a really beautiful very conscious. We were visioning the feeling of having that child. We were seeing the things we were doing with that child. and Yeah. It was really powerful. And I think what was interesting was when it was time for the end of that cycle, it was a bit different to your usual cycle because your cycle's very, like you know your cycle like clockwork. Yes. And there was a couple of things that were a bit different that month. And it was like, it was like something was happening, but it just didn't quite click. Mm. Do you remember that? Like, yeah. So I don't know whether that was 
I don't know, the universe sort of saying, yes, you're on the right track, but it's not quite time because mm. obviously now we're in 2020 and you'll know that that was quite a while ago. Yeah. So we always felt like, oh, we've manifested things so well together since we've been together. Like everything seems to have worked out so well. And of course we've had our challenges. Like we're human. You know, we've had some big challenges to work through as a couple in our personal life with friends passing away and all sorts of things, right? And we've always felt like, I think we both thought that we would just get pregnant straight away. Straight away. Yeah. And so then when it didn't happen, the first time I was like, what? What? Like, mm? um, like next month then. I was so confused. And I was like, but, but I manifest anything I want in my life. And this was my lesson. This was my lesson, guys. And so then we went again in February. My period came. Again in March, my period came. I got to April, my period came. And then I remember in April and I got my period and I remember crying so hard, crying for what felt like every single female who had ever had some sort of struggle to get pregnant. I felt like every woman's weight was on me and I cried and I wailed and I wailed and I was, you know, that, you know, where you can't catch your breath, like that wailing, like, oh, uncontrollable wailing. But afterward, it felt great. It felt like I'd lifted this huge weight off my shoulders. And I knew in that moment that this was a deeper spiritual journey for me. And yes, keep doing all the physical work that I was doing, absolutely. And during this time, since Nick and I have been together, I should also mention that I've read every single parenting book, every single, well, not every single pretty book. much. A lot, a lot. I've read a lot of parenting books, a lot of pregnancy books, a lot of conscious conception. I've listened to loads of podcasts. I've watched documentaries. I've watched videos. And purely because I'm so fascinated with the topic, I follow so many beautiful empowered birth and conscious birth Instagram accounts. So I had surrounded myself with this information for many years. And so I knew in that moment when I was wailing on the floor that there's a deeper spiritual assignment for me here and I could either resist it and go kicking and screaming through it or I could embrace it. And I dove headfirst into it. That's when I started seeing my Buddhist psychotherapist and started working with a whole bunch of different therapists and healers and things like that to really support me during that journey. And we went deep. There was some deep stuff that I needed to heal with my mother's lineage line, all the women that I needed, you know, my mom's mom, my mom's mom's mom, like there was this deep stuff I needed to heal there. And it was big. I remember one healing session where I cried so hard. And I remember coming home and walking up the stairs, like dragging. And I felt like I had just run a marathon because I was crying for two hours straight. And you were like, are you okay? And I was like, I just went into the room and closed the door and mm, just- You're exhausted. I was exhausted. Yeah. I was exhausted. That happened just, that was the week before we got pregnant. It was. That was the week before. We'll get there in a minute. Yeah. So 
other things that we did during the preconception. So we have amazing diets. We meditate twice a day. We go to bed at eight o'clock. We spend lots of time in nature. We move our bodies every day. So all of those things, we were already doing all of those things, but the deeper spiritual work, which was something that we really needed to do. And for our relationship, it did become a little bit... A little bit. Robotic. This It was challenging. Yeah, the sex became robotic after that. You know, it became, I was so stressed and I wanted it so badly. Like my heart yearned to be a mum so badly that it became unpleasant, didn't it? Do you want to talk about that a little bit? I do. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously unique for each man and their own, I guess, physical constitution. But for me personally, I had this sort of double whammy of one sort of feeling like maybe this is a bit too too strong, but like a bit of a semen donor. <laughs> but, you know, it was just sort of not as important in the process. Oh. But. And when he's actually said that to me, sorry to interrupt, like my heart broke. Like, because this is the man, the love of my life. And that is the last thing I would want you to feel like just this semen donor. It's not like that at all, but I felt so horrible that you felt like that. And then that shifted a lot for me. And one of my healers actually said to me, have you ever thought that Nick just think feels like he might be, you know, this third party in this equation? And I was like, wow, no, I, I didn't. I was just so focused on getting pregnant, getting pregnant that I had forgotten to actually check in with your feelings. You've forgotten that it's about us. Mm, totally. And I expressed, probably 10 months into it, I expressed this to you quite strongly, didn't I? Because for me and my body type as a Vata Pitta body type, when you ejaculate, you are donating and giving. Life force. Surrendering a lot of life force. Like in that moment of creating that semen and, and, and sharing it with your partner, you are literally, I think in Tantra they talk about the energy is the equivalent of what's in six liters of blood in one ejaculation. And if you're a pitta kapha or a kapha body type, you can ejaculate a lot without any concerns. But when you're a vata pitta, especially someone like myself who is, I'm expressing my creativity each day. I'm doing a combination of creative work and heady work. So I do business as well. So you give a lot. I give a lot. I, I use a lot of energy from my brain and from my heart as well. So that's why, you know, if I want to put weight on, it's like virtually impossible because I literally burn through at such a high rate with the energy. So I don't have as much reserves as most people. And that's cool. That's just like my constitution. It's also amazing because I get to stay super thin and fit and, and I feel, feel and look great. Right. So a lot of people would think, oh, yeah, get over yourself. Like you get to stay fit and, and, and skinny and whatever. But it goes both ways because a Vata Pitta body type has to be very mindful of their ejaculations. And so some months, I remember some months I literally was like borderline begging you to not make me do it too often because I could tell I was getting so depleted. Because there was a time where we like did it seven days in a row. And that for your constitution was too much, too much. But I was like, come on, like, let's just go. <laughs> Which, you know, for a lot of men, they'd be like, get over yourself. How fun. That's awesome. I'm just speaking for me, right? For me personally, it's too much. And 
what happened from that was it started to make me quite depleted. I started noticing a bit of adrenal stuff. I started getting the classic adrenal symptom of starting to lose your voice. And you were getting feverish. I get feverish. And this goes way back to, you know, past stuff. But obviously as a singer, it really hurt my singing last year. I really could not do a lot of singing because I didn't have a voice. So that was really challenging for me. So I literally felt like this pregnancy was delaying me expressing myself. So that was sort of 10 months in. And it got to the point, I think it was maybe February, March this year, where I I broke down. Do you remember that? Mm. I How could you forget? I literally broke down and had had enough of the way I was feeling in the process. It wasn't always like this. There's some really fun months. Like we had a ball as well. Totally. But there were some months where I did feel neglected. Oh. And I expressed it one month this year where it was super intense. Remember I was in the bedroom and I was like guttural wailing. Like it was primal, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like I was letting out something way deeper than just that. Yeah, of course. Well, it usually is, you know, when we when we express or we have these huge releases, it's usually not just from this instant. It's like lineage stuff or lifetime stuff. I think that was for sure. Mm. So anyway, there definitely was some, there were some challenges for us. And a lot of that was based around the time it took to become pregnant. Yeah. I like to look at it as like steroid growth. Oh, it was it was huge upgrade for us because huge I don't, upgrade. I don't know if we've ever been that rocky before. Yeah. Especially I would say beginning the earlier months of this year and the end of last year, I felt it was rocky. We had to get counseling and like it was challenging. Yeah. And I think as well, like because my heart was so yearning to be a mom and and I felt like I was living my life in two-week increments, waiting to go for it and then two weeks waiting to find out whether you are or whether you aren't. And it's just this crazy limbo land. So this went on for 18 months, although we didn't try that every single month. We tried for about how many? I think it was probably 13, 14 months. 13, 14 months because there was months where you weren't here. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there was a couple of months where I had a fever for five days. Remember that? Yeah. So we kind of decided to let both of our bodies really rebuild again after that. Actually, what's interesting as well, in the early days, we were trying to conceive a specific sex agenda. So we were doing it in a way which was less likely. Yeah. Like it was lowering our chances of conception for probably four or five months. Yes. And so there was a couple of months where we, We weren't doing it when we were exactly ovulating. So although it was a year and a half, 18-month journey. Probably 12 months. It was probably like 12 of actually doing it. Probably. Yeah. But still, like that in my world was a really long time. Mm. It was a really long time. And the upgrade that our relationship had in that time And personally, the upgrade, like we did so much work. We spent so much money on therapy individually and together. Yeah. And we went really deep. I saw massive shifts within you with all of the journeys you were doing and things like that. So we got to a place 
where we'd done so much work and there was a couple of other things that we did during this preconception time because even though I knew it was a very spiritual journey for us, I knew because we'd done tests, we'd done all the tests. And so we knew that it wasn't something, you know, that was wrong with us. So we knew that it was a spiritual assignment for both of us. However, there was times where I was like, I mean, is there something wrong with my body? What Am I doing something wrong? Is my body, like my inner mean girl was like, your body's broken. What's wrong with you? You know, why can't you do this? You're very healthy. Well, at the same time, when you were expressing this, I always looked at you and I was like, no, it is not physical. It's not physical. We just knew. Not at all. And however, we still went and did a high cozy, which is basically where they flush saline saline solution through your fallopian tubes. And a couple of my girlfriends had had this. One of my girlfriends was like, babe, it's fine. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt at all. It's fine. It's fine. I was like, okay, cool. So I went into it going, yeah, this is great. Nick came with me and it was so painful. It was so hard to watch. And, and I fainted. And she was bleeding too. It was just like, oh. You said I went green. She went green, yellow in the face. She fainted on the bed. So basically they they checked one fallopian tube and said, yep, yeah, all good. And then went to check the other one. And then she started passing out basically. And so they had to stop. But she said, I didn't get to look really well, but it definitely looks like it's blocked. But the interesting thing, when you look at a fallopian tube, it could have gone into spasm from the trauma of the pain. And the stress that I was then under. And that, oh, I didn't even know this, but the actual tube itself, like the gap in the center of the tube is the thickness of a piece of hair. Like that's wild. Like That is wild. How do they even see? I have no idea. I have idea. no idea. So that was slightly traumatic. That was very dramatic. She stood up, she went to the bathroom like wobbly as, and she was dripping and there was bloody water on the floor. and. And, you know, I've got no problem with that sort of stuff. I'm actually kind of looking forward to the whole birth process, which is a whole other thing. But, but I knew that we, that was sort of, we did that ourselves. And in the interest of knowing things are always as they should be, I was like, but it's all good. We're here and we're supposed to be here. And there's one other piece to this, which might sound a bit esoteric, but I had this feeling. So very early on in the pregnancy, I went plan-based and you went plan-based a couple of months after me. I had this feeling because in certainly in the Vedic tradition, there is the belief that when you eat an animal product or animal flesh, you take on the karma of the animal. And I had this feeling, why did I just wake up one day completely, especially during this conception process? Why did I just wake up wanting no animal products? Like, why now? And there was this part of me that was thinking, what if there is an element of clearing karma of a whole lifetime of eating animal products? And I'm not passing judgment on anyone who eats animal products. I'm just posing the question because we hear this a lot in the Vedic community. And I thought maybe there's a period of just karmic cleansing we need to do on a plant-based diet before this little light beam wants to come into your womb, you know? So that was one thing I wanted to mention. Do you have any thoughts on that? Because we never really spoke about that very much, but it's something I definitely thought about. Mm, absolutely. I know, you know, we talk a lot about that. You take on the energy, you take on the karma and the, of, trauma. And the trauma of this is why 
you have to avoid factory farmed animals and oh my goodness, they're just, and slaughterhouses and things like that because the way that those animals are killed, you are taking on that energy. And it's so important that, you know, if you are going to choose to eat them, that, you know, grow your own chickens in the backyard and love them. Good luck slaughtering them though. It's, no. It's not an easy thing to do. No. But. Well, just eat their eggs or whatever, whatever you choose to do. But you do take on that energy and that's really important. Like everything is energy. We talk about this all the time. Everything is energy and maybe, yeah, maybe this superconscious light beam starseed wanted to come into really clear, clean vessels. I don't know. I think as well, like, you know, humanity has this obsession with, with animal products and something like 8 billion animals per year are slaughtered for food on the planet, which is just extraordinary to me. But if we obviously are all one, we everything is energy, there is such a thing as mass consciousness. There is the collective consciousness of 8 billion animals being slaughtered every year. Right? Just think of the impact that has on humanity as a whole. And if you haven't seen David Attenborough's latest film, A Life on This Planet, it is so extraordinary. One of the strong things he's urging is that people switch to a plant-based or predominantly plant-based diet. And we're not going to be sitting here telling you, you must be plant-based because that's just dogmatic and, you know, it's preachy. But there certainly should be consideration for the, the amount of animal products being consumed. And Simon Hill, one of our good friends, recently said that one of the most powerful things you can do is, it doesn't have to be 100%, but at least 90%. And slightly off topic, but I think it's important because it's an interesting time for us to go plant-based when we are conceiving, right? And it's certainly, we've actually felt incredible on a plant-based diet. So there's no concerns there. Um, So that was the first thing. The second thing was at the beginning of this year during COVID, I was, and I've never had this calling before. I've never felt called to do this before, but out of nowhere, I was called to do plant medicine. And I don't know, maybe I had this sort of self-righteous hoity-toity side to me that thought, I don't need plant medicine. I'm already enlightened. (laughs) You know, like... I'm already levitating. I definitely don't think I'm enlightened, that's for sure. But I don't know, I always, I think I pass judgment on people who do plant medicine that you're seeking something. And this opportunity came around. It was really sacred. It's brought all of us so much closer together. And all of us have had deeply profound, deeply profound shifts. And I just wanted to interject here because- Oh, I know what you're going to say. So over this like six weeks, you would go away on these- 12 weeks. Yeah, boys weekends. I did it four times before. Yeah. You went on these like boys weekends and, you know, he'd come home and he's shifted. Like he's different. He's over the weeks, he's getting softer and more balanced between his masculine and feminine. Well, definitely embracing more feminine. More for sure. feminine. Like, yeah, embracing more of your feminine. And you were just, I was just watching you transform into the most divine masculine I've ever seen. I'm just like, what is going on? And one of my girlfriends who her husband was also doing it. She would message me and say, I don't know what the boys are doing on these weekends. I don't care, but keep doing it. Keep doing it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just their bonding and it's so beautiful. They're like really taking the time together, like 
for very masculine men, like having beautiful weekend together. And it was new. It was first time for all of us. Yes. It was new for all of us and none of us had really thought about doing it before. It was just like, boom. Just happened. It was just there. Like, oh my gosh, let's do this. And then you came to me and you said, this is what I've been doing. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense because you have shifted so much. Like, Well, let me talk about why. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I tell you? I wasn't hiding it from you. No. I didn't so, think you were either. I think I wasn't 100% sure what your response would be to me doing plant medicine without first having seen the impact. Because I felt like maybe there might be a, a preconception or a prejudging something. If I said, this weekend I'm doing this for the first time, that I might be tuning into any of your concerns or preconceptions. So it was just, I wanted to have the journey for myself as a sovereign being on my own journey on this planet in this lifetime. I wanted to just do that for me. And I think that's really important in relationships that you do. You do do things that are for you that without, you know, whether that's coaching, counseling, therapy, whatever. I think it's really important. Yeah. It was. So I wasn't keeping it a secret, but I wanted you to, I wanted the time and the space to actually integrate. Because what happens with plant medicine is you get a lot of downloads and it takes time to integrate those downloads. And it's not a conscious process. Not certainly on this plant medicine, it wasn't conscious. It was somewhat automatic that these things get integrated into your life. And I wanted time for that to play out. I think there was three or four times I did it and then I told you and you said, yes, that makes sense. And I could see the light bulb kind of going off. And one of my friends said to me, I've given this to two other women who have been struggling to get pregnant and they both got pregnant that following month. And I thought to myself, well, that's interesting. I wonder what that's all about. And so when Melissa was starting to show interest, we were going to a friend's place for the weekend. And I just had the feeling that our friends would be interested in this. And it was such an extraordinary night. To, to share that with Melissa was so incredible. To see each other that way was extraordinary. And this was two months Two cycles before? No, one. One, was it? One cycle before. And Melissa had, tell them about your experience that you had. (laughs) Because you set intentions going into it. Yes. Right. My intention going into it was show me if there's anything I need to clear to call in this baby. Like show me if there's something that is blocking this spiritually, physically, whatever. And so we went on this beautiful experience. And one of the moments that I had was I was laying down and we had incredible music, tribal music playing. And I closed my eyes and I I could see all these beautiful fireflies and it was just magic. It was just so beautiful. (laughs) And the next thing I know was all of the energy and focus was on my womb. And there was if you've seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like little Oompa Loompas, you know, little Oompa Loompas? <laughs> yeah. There was all these Oompa Loompas in my womb working away at my womb like they had little like tools, hammers or little screwdrivers. I can, it. I can totally picture like, it. And they were all just like Oompa Loompa, like singing it, and dancing. Was it colourful or was it one It was one colourful. Color? It was, it was colorful. all colourful. And they were all like working in my womb and just – working away. And then 
I got these beautiful gold fireflies that I could see and they started like flushing through my fallopian tubes. This was before, before Hakozi, wasn't it? Yeah, it was before. Was it before? It was before. It was before. I this was two. Mu- it was two months before you got pregnant because it was two months before you did plant medicine and the month before you did the high cozy. Yeah, yep. and then we got pregnant that straight after that. Yes. yes. Yeah, and that experience for us as a couple, it was amazing, trans- transformative. So then I had this gold fireflies like flushing through my fallopian tubes, like going like flushing like it was the most beautiful thing like imagine millions of gold glitter fireflies and they were going and going and I was just like laying there like this big my eyes closed this big smile on my face and I was like oh my gosh and then later when we were sharing and breaking bread with our beautiful friends that we did it with after we were all sharing our experiences and I told them that that experience and they were all just like what that's amazing And I knew in that moment, something shifted. I knew something shifted and something for Nick and I shifted as well. Like we took our love to the next level. I think we, I saw you in a light that I'd never seen you before. Like I literally saw your soul and the couple that we were with, I also saw their soul. Mm, God, that's, and it was that, so that's the most amazing part of it. Oh, and these, these, these couples, our best friends and we, our relationship with them has just deepened so much since that experience. And so we had, you know, mine and your relationship was, and we were just like completely different people after that. Like we were floating for so in love. So like, oh my gosh, I appreciate you so much. And like, couldn't stop touching each other and like, so grateful. I'm so grateful. And I feel like we've still taken that with us. And we do forget too sometimes. I think in the, in the process of setting up for this interview, we kind of forgot. Yes. Because whenever we set up cameras and microphones, we get super frustrated <laughs> with each other. But I just wanted to say as well, what's interesting, and we haven't mentioned any names, so I think it's safe to say that that couple's also pregnant. Yes. So, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. But one, well, we're not saying like that no, going to no. be the case for everyone. We're not saying that, but we're just sharing our experience. And I think as well... And for me, it was just that time. and It was perfect timing. It was perfect timing. It was such timing. perfect timing. I think for me as a, as a future father again, because for those of you who don't know me, I actually have, at the time of this baby's birth, my son will be 15. So mm. 15 years between children, which is extraordinary. I think it was clearing for me, preparing me to become the father that I want to be this time around. My intention was to unlock more creativity, and which is interesting because it's been prolific since then. And I've got a single coming out every single month for the next six, seven, eight months, maybe forever. We'll see. It was to also... Soften, you said. Soften, to connect, to live more from a place of my heart. And that's literally what happened. Mm. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like it was so obvious. Yeah. And there's definitely a shift after that. Just popping in to tell you about Organifi, an all-natural, organic, vegan, super delicious superfood blend that I'm obsessed with. As you know, I'm a serious health nut and health is one of my top priorities and core values and something I don't skimp on. This is why I make sure to have my Organifi green juice daily. 
We all need more greens in our life and starting your day with these alkalizing, nourishing greens is a great way to make sure you're getting more. But they don't just do greens. They also have a red juice, gold mushroom blends, clean protein powders, probiotic blends, and so much more. And you can get 15% off everything store-wide at Organifi.com forward slash Melissa. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash Melissa. And all you have to do is type Melissa at the checkout to get 15% off everything in your cart. How epic is that? And then the month after that, we did the High Cozy and I had that healing session where I cried for two hours, that shamanic healing session where I came home. And I actually was like, I don't want to do this anymore. You let go. Yeah, I let go. I fully let go. I was like, I'm okay with whatever happens. And I completely, and I think for me over this journey, surrendering and letting go of control was my biggest lesson. That's why I say for me, this journey has been a spiritual assignment. And when I was in that shamanic healing, two hours wailing on the bed, she was beating drums and didgeridoos (laughs) around me and (laughs) it was wild. And yeah, I think for me, it was definitely this spiritual journey, letting go of control, surrendering, trusting and trusting my body. And so we did the high cozy. Can I quickly just say before we get into, I know where you're going next, but the interesting thing was that during this whole journey, I was watching your journey knowing exactly what had to happen. And you did too. You knew there was an element of surrender and control. Like you knew that was your lesson. I wanted to just sort of like (laughs) make it happen. Like, come on, babe, like just let go, you know? And whenever I would say, you'd be like, don't coach me, (laughs) don't coach me. You know? So it was super challenging for me to sit there and like the solution or whatever you want to call it was so obvious. But it usually is. But I couldn't. For your loved ones. I couldn't, I could say it, but it had ramifications of you getting annoyed with me. So that was really, really hard to watch. It was frustrating. Mm, I know. I've been there many times with you and with family members and with friends where you can see what that person needs to do, the next step that they need to take. But and it always looks so simple watching from the outside. Yeah. You're like, I mean, seriously, come on. But like, you don't know, go. you don't know their process. Like you don't know the lineage stuff. You don't know what's going on internally. And this is why we have to have compassion and softness and kindness and empathy and patience for everyone because everyone is always doing the very best that they can, given the knowledge and the understanding and where they're at. And everyone is always on their own journey. And they've, they've had different influences. Exactly. And so then we did the high cozy. I had that incredible shamanic healing session, which just something clicked. I I drove away from that and I was like, I'm surrendered. I'm done. I'm surrendered. I'm just, I'm okay. I also like, you know, was like, how does this affect our relationship? You know, I thought really big things. I was like, how does this affect our relationship? What if we don't have kids? Like I, I looked at everything and I looked at it. I really looked at it. I was getting excited about adopting. <laughs> I was fully into it. And then it also coincided with our son going away for six months. So right. he left on the Saturday, I think it was. 
or maybe on the Friday. And then we fell pregnant on that following Tuesday. You left on the Saturday and you conceived on the Tuesday. Conceived on the Tuesday. And not saying that, like, Leo, if you hear this or you watch this. No, no, no. Not that we needed you to be out of the picture. It's more that Leo going away for this period of time created a lot of space. A lot of space. And and stability. Yes. Because during COVID, I haven't been able to travel to Sydney to, to see Leo. So it meant that I'm just here now, basically, until the baby's born, yes. a couple of trips maybe. So there was this space and stability, which you think about from the feminine perspective, just from feminine energy, feminine craves stability. Yeah, and it felt grounded and safe and secure. And literally, yeah, he went away on the Saturday and we conceived on that following Tuesday. Yeah, And it's so interesting because that same couple that we journeyed with were here that weekend and the se- that night that we conceived, they were staying here with us. So when we finally told them that we were pregnant, we said, you know that weekend you came to stay with us? That was That's when it happened. And they were like, what? We were there. We were in the house. And we're like, yes. So their beautiful, loving energy was present. And so Nick and I were in such a beautiful place. We were so connected. We were so playful. Playful. I also had read Spirit Babies and that book changed a lot for me. So I had been doing the last two months up until we conceived, I was getting up at 3.30 in the morning and coming out into the lounge room and chanting and doing all of my Spirit Baby chants. And then we did a couple, like you would come and join me for a couple and we'd be sitting out here on the couch in the pitch black looking at each other, hands on heart, doing our chanting. Mm. And I was so deeply committed to that. Like for two months straight, every morning I was up here, out here in the dark at 3.30 in the morning, chanting for 45 minutes. If you haven't read Spirit Babies, it's incredible. It's such an amazing book. And then we had this beautiful connection and we meditated beforehand. We Oh, I've got a funny thing to tell yeah. There's another sort of interrupt you because one part of this was, it's really weird this month in particular, because leading up to that particular day of conception, we weren't particularly tracking ovulation, were we? No. So what happened oh, was, that's right. so Melissa peed on an ovulation stick on, I think the Saturday. On the Saturday. And it was low. And it, that was, she's so by the clock, you would think that would be the high or a peak day. Yes. And so Melissa thought, we've missed it. We've missed it, right? And so she was all bummed. <laughs> oh, God, I stuffed it up. I've missed. I was like, oh, no, we missed the window. Missed oh, the window. No. So then Monday afternoon, so that was Saturday, Monday afternoon, I'm like, the whole time I'm thinking, no, this month feels so different. There's something about it. And we run out of sticks. So I'm like, I'm going to go and buy a stick. And we had our our friends here, and so we were just hanging out. I think we'd all done a workout downstairs yeah. together. I just drove off and was like, where are you going? Yeah. I'm going to go get some ovulation sticks. So I came <laughs> back, and then the next morning, you peed on the stick, yes. and it said peak. And we're like, oh, wow. oh my God. I said, I knew it. I freaking knew it. You're a few days later than usual. Mm. And so we were like, great. Like, let's let's go. It's so that night we made love. and. And that night, it was not just that. It was like we had such a beautiful ceremony. Like we 
yeah. prayed, we breathed together, we meditated, you it know, felt there's different, didn't music it? and oils and so connected. It wasn't robotic. No, it was so connected and so beautiful. And afterwards we were visualizing, visualizing the spirit coming in and holding space for the spirit. And we just, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And then, yeah, it was a really conscious, beautiful conception. It was definitely not robotic like it had been. In- well, plus, I'd drawn a line in the sand. I said, twice a month, babe, that's what you get. Yes. <laughs> so, and so I twice knew. Twice a month of ejaculating. Actually, not- it was three times that month anyway. So I still went over. So we over would still make love, but for you, you feel really good ejaculating twice a month. Max. Well, now I just once, once a month. Once yeah. I prefer. It's my preference. And that is really good for him and his energy. And so we had this beautiful experience. It was amazing. So that was the Tuesday. And then obviously you have to wait two weeks to get your period or not. This is good because a week out, a week out from her period, supposedly being due, one night she just starts crying. It's never going to happen. <laughs> That's right. I did. Because you, 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 you were getting emotional and moody. Yes. And you're like, I'm getting my period because yes. I'm getting emotional and moody. And usually, so my period was due on the Saturday. And a few days before, sometimes I have like a little bit of light spotting, a little bit of light. And so I didn't have spotting, but I still felt a little bit emotional and moody. And so like on the Wednesday, I just yeah broke down. I was like, oh, no. It's not going to happen this month. Oh, no. For me, I took it as a great sign. Yeah. I was like, this is different because she's, yes, she's emotional and moody, but it's a different, she's connecting it to something different. Yes. Because yes, Melissa would usually, most months you would notice, what would you call it? Not a moodiness, but- Just a a bit more sensitive. Sensitive and a bit sad almost. The day before, like a bit more sensitive. Sometimes up to a week before. Mm. There'd be something. Yeah. But this one felt different because you were connecting it to not becoming pregnant. And I thought, well, that's interesting because if you look at what you what you fear, you attract. What you want, you repel, right? So this whole time you were wanting, 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 wanting to get pregnant, you repel, repel, repel that thing that you want. If you fear, fear, fear getting not getting pregnant, you attract not getting pregnant. In this case, you were doing the opposite. You were saying, I'm not going to get, not from a place of fear, just like almost surrender. Mm, I felt like you'd surrendered. Mm. And so literally Melissa's totally convinced it's not going to happen. How were you feeling at that point? I was convinced. You were? I was quite, not convinced. I was very quietly confident that something was different this month. Mm. And I think there was also a little part of me that didn't want to get my hopes up too much. And, you know, all of my girlfriends were like, don't lose hope, don't lose hope. And there was a part of me that was like, this has been going on for such a long time that I just didn't want to get too excited. Which is a weird place to be. It's you, so you, odd. You want to be excited about it. I know. It, but you don't want to get your hopes up. But. And so then Saturday came and at least the night before like my period, I'll feel something. And so Saturday came and we're like, okay, if I don't have my period on Saturday, because mine comes on the dot. If I don't have my period on Saturday, let's do a test. So we were like, this is, this is exciting. So we got dressed up. Well, you did. 
Yeah. I had socks and sandals on. We put music on and I was actually going to a friend's mother's blessing that day, ironically, and we did the test and then that's when, and if you watch the video, you'll see. You'll see. Uh, you'll see this. We'll show the, the false. So what happened was we, we did two tests. Yeah. And there were two different brands because we just happened to have them for some mm-hmm. reason. Heaps of my friends would just give them to me after they got pregnant. Then yeah. they'd give them to me. So we had these two different brands. And so we did the familiar one, you know, the stick with the lines and everything. And another one where you pee and you put it in the cup. So we had two different types thinking, all right, let's just be confident with this. You know, let's be sure we're sitting on this couch where we're sitting right now with the camera set up. There was this like angelic music playing, which just sounds really funny now. Yeah. And we flip it over at three minutes and nothing. And then so Melissa runs off to check the other one. Which nothing. was in the bathroom. Nothing. And as she's running off, I look down at the stick and I'm like, hang on. And this is in the video you can watch. I'm like, hang on. There's. He's like, hang on. There's something. There's something, I, th- I swear. And I was looking. I've got pretty good close eyesight. I was looking really hard and I thought, thought I could see a line. Melissa couldn't see it. I was it. like, no, it's not. He, he's like, there's a faint line. I'm like. I don't think so, babe. It's okay. Don't worry. It's when okay. When I say faint, like I mean. Really faint. You really had to almost imagine it was there. Yeah. And then both of them said that and I actually had to leave. So I had to go. So I was like, okay, bye-bye. And I was staying away with my girlfriends that night. So I didn't really have time to process everything that or had dwell. just happened or even dwell. But I felt okay. I felt, I felt like... Just okay, peaceful mm-hmm. about the whole thing. And well, plus, you still didn't have your period. So, yeah. So, I was like, this is weird. And so, that was the Saturday. And then I went to one of my best friend's mother's blessings, and it was so beautiful. It was just absolutely divine, gorgeous experience. The following Wednesday, I met up with her on the beach, and she said to me, Hey, have you got your period yet? And I was like, no, it's so odd. I don't, and I'm never late. And I said, but don't worry, I did two tests on Saturday and they both said no. I was like, I don't think I'm pregnant. And she was like, have you noticed anything different? I said, well, my bowel movements are different. And she said, go and do a test. Well, before that, before that, she said, do you remember last year I sent you a Voxer, which is an app, it's a walkie-talkie app, and all it said was, what was the date? August 7th. August, all it said was August 7th. She didn't say anything else. She just sent this date. And she sent that to me. And I remember getting it and going, What does that mean? That's weird. It must be a typo. I was like, or... maybe she just accidentally sent that to me and she was meant to go to some, it was meant to go to someone else. So anyway, we're sitting on the beach. Us three are sitting on the beach. And she says, Do you remember I sent you that text message, August 7th? And I was like, Yeah. And she's like, Go do the test. Well, this was August 5. This is August 5. So the August 6, you mm. got a blood test the next day? Because yes. I, I th- this is what I figured. I thought, we'll do a stick test again on the 7th, but I want the blood test to come in the same day so we can back it up. Yeah. So we did a blood test on the 6th, knowing we get the results the next day. Woke up on the 7th and filmed it, which you can watch on, on YouTube or, or my on Instagram Insta. or my Instagram. And so we found out on the day that Melissa told us 10 months before that we'd find out. 
which is wild. Right? It's a, it's wild, and you know everyone's like, "Is she psychic?" That was a really beautiful thing, and yeah, we found out on August seven, and it's been so beautiful. And you can watch our reaction to finding out, which is just so beautiful. I'm so glad we captured that, and the reaction of a lot of our close friends and family. Yes, yeah, so we, we filmed, filmed it secretly. It. it was pretty pretty fun. Actually. It's awesome. So go and watch that video, and. You know, the pregnancy journey so far, I've actually been, we have been recording videos each week, which will be on my YouTube. So you can follow along week by week with how the progress is going. But I'll just give you a little update. Trimester one was great. I had no idea how sore your boobs get in trimester one. I thought that happened in trimester three. I had a little bit of nausea, but no vomiting or anything like that. When you say a little bit, there were some pretty... Oh, there was like week five and week six. A couple of strong weeks where it was persistent Poor. and very, very hard to eat. And mm. and she was she constantly carried around rice crackers and, and cut up pears. Cut up pears and apple. And apple. And I would be cooking. I'd have two, three, four different dishes on the go. Because she never knew. She never really felt like eating anything. Couldn't. But you knew you had to eat something. Couldn't articulate anything she wanted. So I just had to have some options there. And nothing felt good. You had to kind of almost force feed yourself. I did. And I did force. I forced myself to eat really well. I did not eat junk. I didn't. You know, that's just not my personality to do that. You haven't had anything. It's just been super clean. Yeah, super clean. Although during that really nauseous time. I mean, I didn't probably eat many vegetables. You you made some things and you hid vegetables in them. I did, yeah. Which or was I, really yeah. great. But like the thought of like just eating spinach or a salad, like ugh, I just couldn't do. Mm. So Nick would make these beautiful pumpkin and cannellini bean lemongrass soups and just hide heaps of broccoli and spinach in there, which was really helpful. So I talk all about this in our vlog, our pregnancy vlog, which you can check out. Mm. We give heaps of tips. We talk about the supplements. So if you want to know all about the supplements that I've been taking. This is preconception and first trimester. Yes. So you can check all of that out. We, we dive deep into week by week what we're doing. So trimester one was... That, you know, a bit of nausea. Challenging for sure, but not, yeah. not certainly not as challenging as it is for some people. Yeah, I really still, feel for. There were some moments where you're like, I don't know if I can do this for, <laughs> there was one, what if this doesn't stop? There was one night, remember? You're like, I can't do this for, for nine, 10 months. Yeah, I was like, how, how do women <laughs> do this? How, how? And I remember having the bucket next to the bed, even though I didn't vomit, but you, you kind of feel like you do. You're going to, but I didn't. No, I kind of came out of it a lot earlier than that. I can't remember. What week do you think it it's, listed? It's, it started coming down towards week 12 in intensity and it was really gone by week 13. Completely. Pretty much, yeah. And now it's like, you I take feel One amazing. day a week, you might have an hour or two. Like, oh, I feel a bit weird. Like yeah. even a couple of weeks ago, you were like, oh, all of a sudden. Yeah. Last week, you had the bucket out. Did I? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so just occasionally she, something might come across her. And it could be food related, like some sort of weird thing when she eats something. Mm. But overall, it's been it's been good. And for me, watching Melissa has been amazing because knowing what it meant to her to get pregnant, and then seeing, like I remember in the that day we found out, and the days after, 
just like seeing the spring in her step, like how happy she was, was amazing. Like we went for this walk in our local national park and I'd never seen her that happy before. Never. And so for me, after what was 18 months of, oh oh my gosh, are we going to make it through this? It was a relief, but it was also really amazing to see you starting to make that journey from from maiden to, no, what is it? Maiden to mother. Maiden to mother, sorry, yes. Matrescence, is that what it's called? Matrescence, yes. Yeah, it was really nice to see that journey starting for Melissa because I, I also felt like for us, we've got a really great life and we do have, obviously with Leo not here half the time, we have time together and also time to create things that we want to create in the world and for ourselves and books and music and podcasts, et cetera. But we also have a lot of time to focus on ourselves. And I think personally what I'm excited about is to have this little spirit to focus on. Yeah. And to, to have pour love into. To have less focusing on me. I'm actually really excited about that because I think, I don't know, I can be self-centered at times. And I think that's really good for your spiritual development to be self-centered. Mm. You know, centered from yourself is a really good thing to be, not self-centered in a selfish way. Mm. So I'm excited about that. Oh my gosh, me too. And we started recording from week five, the vlog. So please go and check out. I'll link to it in the show notes, our YouTube vlog. of Lots of cool things the, in there. So, I mean, we talk about everything that we go through each week in pregnancy. Yes, yeah, supplements, the foods we're eating, everything. So all of the hacks that we're doing. Biofeedback. And yeah. Some oh cool my stuff. Gosh. All the amazing things. So we won't share all of that here right now. But yeah, it's been such an incredible journey. We are doing a home water birth. We've got two incredible, very spiritual midwives who are like wise old elders and they're just so beautiful. They're not that old, but they feel... (laughs) Their heart and soul does, yeah. yeah. And just super beautiful people. So we're super grateful to have come across them and we're going to give birth here in the pool and we've got one of our friends who's going to video it and take some photos and you're going to be my birth partner. I'm your doula. My doula, my everything. And we're really, really excited and I'm just embracing this trimester. Everyone says, you know, this trimester you have lots of energy and creativity and I definitely have had way more energy, which is great. Although you had to finish your next book. During trimester one. Yeah, she had this deadline. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. Your, the end, that book was due at the end of trimester one. Do not ask me how I did that. And it comes out the month after the baby's born. So we're managing that. Oh, we should also <laughs> tell them the, the, you know, the many times where I'd be writing and then just have to come downstairs and fall on the, the couch or fall on the bed. And I'm like, it's not good. It's not good, babe. Get me the bucket. Or just last week where I overheated recording a podcast and... I had to run upstairs and I'm so sorry, Melissa's on the floor right I now. I was on the floor, out, white as a ghost. And she was actually... Overheating. She, she's a birthing doctor. Yes. She? Yeah, yeah. So she was like, ah, oh, it's all good. She's know? like, I understand. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. So it's been, it's been amazing. It's definitely been one of the, the biggest periods of growth in my life and for us. and you know, we have a lot more to learn through this process once this baby comes into the world. Yeah. 
then it starts again, a whole new journey. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe, you know, we could do an episode answering some questions about the preconception and conscious conception journey. Yeah. If there's lots of questions, we could do that maybe. But right now, you know, we're soaking up lots of birthing wisdom. We are, well, I am reading lots about labor and birthing and breath techniques and things like that. So it's really exciting to educate myself on that. Well, and also me too, because, you know, I, I want to be very educated for the birth process so I can not be surprised or shocked or, you know, understand the different phases of the birthing process and, and what I can do to support. So for the men out there, I think it's really, it's a really amazing thing to do, a gift to be as educated as your partner. Maybe not quite as educated, but, <laughs> you know, I understand what's going on. And I feel really, really confident to hold space. And we're also, you know, a huge thing we're doing right now, even in our businesses, we're just simplifying our life. We're, we're really simplifying, questioning everything. We are. We're getting ready for... Space, time. Yeah, and maternity, maternity leave and paternity leave where... We're going to take time off. We're going to gift ourselves this beautiful time off. So we'll probably take off like, you know, some time in March before the baby is due. And then maybe three months after, we're not 100% sure. We don't know. We might decide longer. We might decide shorter. We don't know, but we're just going to create that space. So in all of our businesses, we are setting up the systems. We're getting our team ready. We have told them. They're all setting up their systems so everything can just run like a real well-oiled machine whilst we are on leave. Yeah, with no input from us. Yeah, exactly. So we're also doing that and thinking about that. I have not done any nesting. I have not bought anything yet. I'm going to try and do it as minimal as possible and only get what I actually need because I don't like over-consuming. Well, our goal is to buy nothing. Because so many of our friends already have everything. Yeah. And they're happy to give it to us. So we don't want to contribute to landfill. Landfill, more consumerism. We did buy a onesie. Oh, we did buy a onesie for Leo. Yeah. It's an organic onesie and it has, I love my big brother on it. And yeah. that's how we told him that we were yeah. pregnant and he thought that was cute. So apart from that, we're just keeping it really minimal. We mm -hmm. do not want to go down the path of just buying things unnecessarily. So if we can buy zero, that would be amazing. <laughs> so that is how we got to where we are today at week 16 and a half, almost 17. It's been one hell of a journey and I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else, my love. Oh, and I'm very proud of you for hanging in there, <laughs> getting through it. Thank you. It was a challenge, but... Lots of growth. Bringing a beautiful little light beam into this world. You know, I feel like it's really nice to have earned that. Mm, so beautiful. We appreciate it so much. If it happens straight away, it would have been totally different to, totally different. to I having have to gone, move through all this stuff. Exactly. Neither of us would have gone on that ginormous spiritual journey yeah. individually and together. So yeah. everything in divine time. And if you're listening to this and you have that yearning and it's maybe taking you longer than you had of thought, don't give up and look at the physical and the spiritual and know that it's your birthright and you can do it. Your body is 
so incredible. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You can absolutely do this. I've had Amy Rupp on the podcast and her book is Yes, You Can Get Pregnant. And so go back and listen to that episode. That was a huge one for me. Reading her book, she says that there's no such thing as infertility and anyone can get pregnant. And unless you don't have a uterus or... Yeah, yeah. And so go and listen to that episode. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But just trust and know and don't lose that hope and surrender and let go of control and know that everything is always unfolding exactly the way it's supposed to in the most perfect divine time. And I know it can feel so challenging. I know I had 18 months of feeling like my heart was being ripped out of my chest and still having to put a smile on my face every day and show up for work and my team and my family and my friends and know that it will happen when it's meant to happen. And not forget that there is a third consciousness involved who has its timeline their own timeline which you cannot control like mm-hmm. if we think we can control the timing of conception we are deluded we just we play our role in this third dimension and somewhere out there that consciousness will choose its time when it's time for the lessons it needs to receive from us as parents and we cannot influence that no way well i say we can't but i think we can certainly make that consciousness feel welcome a lot of the work we did with spirit babies was around yes making it feel welcome and we we had a certain gender in mind quite strongly from the very beginning and we felt like that was blocking our little soul from coming through potentially so, so we let that go completely and started looking at both genders we found a name for both sexes because we had a name for one not the other and we'd had this name from the moment we got together and this sex, we'd always just said this sex and this name from the moment we got together. And so we thought, oh, well, maybe we're blocking it. We just let go of the attachment to the gender and just remembered that this little spirit is waiting up there, floating up there, and it's got its timeline too. So there's, you know, three people involved in this. Yeah. And just don't lose hope. And keep showing up, keep letting go, and just know that I freaking love you so much. And if I could, I'd just wrap my arms around you and I'd just hold you and I'd just tell you that it's going to be. Princess. I just know how hard it is. Mm. It's so hard and it feels so ginormous. And I just want to hug everybody who so desperately wants to have a baby and it's not happening when they want it to happen. I know what it's like. It's so, oh, it's huge. And I just wish I could just hug you all so tight and tell you how much I love you and that it'll happen. It will happen. It will. And yeah, it's big Hmm. and you can do it. Beautifully said. Well, I think on that note, <laughs> pretty hard to <laughs> top that. So <laughs> thank you for joining us. It's been amazing to share this with you. We've been really excited to share this. We've been sort of waiting for the right time to film this. And it feels like a really great time. And we hope you've got something from this. 
If not, just got to know us a little bit better as well. We obviously try and be as transparent as we can when we're sharing. But this is one of the most vulnerable things and we've shared. Personal, very, very personal. And, and sacred to us and so special. You know, we we even thought maybe we don't share it because mm. it's so special and it's so sacred. It's so special to our hearts. And we thought maybe we don't. But everything that we do comes back to, will this serve? Will this help other people? And if you got one thing out of this, then that's awesome. Well, darling, thank you for being on your own show again. <laughs> thank you for being on this journey with me. Doing life and business and everything with you is just the best ever. Mm. I love you. I love you too. Thank you. Thanks, baby. This was such a special episode and I really hope you loved it and you got lots out of it. Please let's share this with as many people as possible. It is so important. One in eight people have this same struggle to get pregnant and a lot of people are suffering alone. So please share this with anyone that it may support. And from the bottom of mine and Nick's heart, thank you for being here and for listening and for sharing and all of your love and support. It's just been so beautiful and we cannot wait to share the rest of the journey with you. It's so fun. So please share away. And before I go, I just wanted to read the review of the week because this is like the best ever. And it is a five-star review. And it's titled Beaming with Joy and Gratitude, just like how I feel right now. And it is from Just Take This Name Already. That is the name on this review. And she says, I'm a single mum with 44 years under my belt. Running my own business, I was coming to a crossroad on what path I should take next. I just knew I could offer so much more than what I was currently offering. After having Melissa streaming in my ears for six hours a day, I worked out my next chapter. I asked the universe for a signs every single day. And now thanks to Melissa and the higher source, I have found my purpose in life. I just enrolled in a holistic wellness coaching course and I'm beyond excited about my future. This is my opportunity to offer my value to the world. Thank you, Melissa, and your amazing guests for helping me find my light. Forever grateful. That is just such a beautiful review. Thank you so much. And you, my darling, are the winner of the Wild Olive Oil. Every week, I've got four of my favorite products that I'm going to be gifting away, one each week. And this week, it is the Wild Olive Oil. So I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much for this beautiful review. And don't forget, if you want to get one of my top four favorite products, you just have to leave a review on iTunes or on your podcast app. And that's it. Super easy. And don't forget to come and follow Nick and I on Instagram and tell us what you got from this episode. We absolutely love hearing what inspired you, what you took away from it. So please come and share. And don't forget to go and check out the video of our baby announcement in the show notes. That's at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 373. Don't miss this video. It is so good. If you haven't seen it, bring the tissues. It's so beautiful. And before I go, I just truly wanted to say thank you so much for being here. Like, oh, 
getting emotional again. Thank you so much for being here and for all of your love and for your support. I just love doing this show for you guys and I love connecting with you so much on Instagram and hearing what you get from every episode. It just means so much to me. And to be able to share this journey with you guys, I just love and adore you. You are my soul family. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here for all of it. And Nick and I just adore you and baby adores you and we cannot wait to share it with you. So thank you. I'm sending you so much love and please share this with anyone that you think it will inspire. All my love. And until next time, my darling, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating and wealthy isn't a dirty word.